the Reality of Truth podcast. Let's go. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Welcome, friends, to another episode. And this one's going to be a little bit more disturbing, to say the least. But I think you might actually like it. It's kind of fun, but it's also kind of scary at the same time. So let's get into this. I'll first say, if you're queasy, or you just can't handle gross things, then this might not be your favorite episode, that's for sure. Maybe you could fast forward here and there, get past the gross stuff, keep the information. Either way, just letting you know, right now, this is disturbing, it's gonna be graphic, and a little weird. But also, absolutely 100% normal in everybody's lives. It's happening every day, all day, all around the world. It actually also might be one of the reasons why you're not feeling better after doing certain types of dieting or protocols to get rid of diseases or sicknesses. Because you're doing everything, you're just not getting any results. Could be this one reason. Are you ready? Parasites. Do you have any idea how completely gross that is? Yep, we're gonna talk about them. It's gross, I know, but trust me, this is amazing information, okay? All right, let's go. 300 different types at this point. Now these are types, these are not individuals, these are types. They find new ones all the time, and they're in two different categories. They're endo and ectoparasites, just means in the body or on the body, right? Before the invention of the microscope, actually, early doctors had no idea that these parasites were even causing so many diseases and problems and sicknesses because they didn't know they were there. They're too small. Obviously, they would see worms and things that were larger, but the little ones, which we're going to get into, they didn't know were there. They couldn't see them. Here's the most common parasites that are in humans. Okay, let's just get these out now. Remember, in school, you learned about a lot of these things, but we're going we're gonna to jump back to eighth grade, okay? Protozoas. These are just single-celled organisms, but protozoas, and you may have heard of the amoeba. There's a good one. Sporozoa, things like this. Then we have helminths, not helminths, helminths, M-I-N-T-H-S. These are most of your worms or wormy type things, flatworms tapeworms, roundworms, all that kind of ringworms, this kind of thing you've heard of forever. Then there's the ectoparasites. Remember, that's on the outside. Those can be your ticks and mites, chiggers, scabies, that kind of thing. Those are actually parasitic and they're arachnids. If you know what an arachnid is, it's not just a spider. Then the ectoparasitic insect type are things like mosquitoes, fleas, Lice, bed bugs, tsetse flies, this kind of thing. The most deadly human parasites are actually the protozoa. Some of these creatures, they're so tiny. There's over 80,000 of them that we know of so far, and they're discovering more all the time. They've brought more misery and death than anything else in history, including wars and famine. Most well-known deadly parasitic protozoa is the plasmodium. Actually doesn't even sound that scary. Plasmodium, almost like a movie or something, which causes actually malaria. It's the deadliest disease of all time. No disease, 
including the plague or smallpox, has killed more people. It has also killed more people than all the wars and famines and natural disasters combined. Okay? That's incredible to think that something you can't see kills more people combined than anything else. <laughs> Who would have thought? Protozoas actually make up about 90% of all infections. The top three parasitic infections in the U.S. So let's just talk U.S. because that's obviously where you're at most likely. Number one is what's called trichomoniasis. It's actually a sexually transmitted disease. Okay. It is a protozoa and it's actually trichomoniasis vaginalis. You know what that means. Don't worry. Everything will be fine. With about 7.4 million cases annually. So if America is about 360 million people and 7 million plus of those women have this situation, that's amazing. Second one is Giardia. You've heard of this before. It's the protozoa. It's what causes intestinal problems with about 2 million infections annually. That's your fun one when you go to Mexico or something. Cryptosporidium. It's a protozoa infection, and it gets it gets up there. It's about 300,000 infections per year. That's that's pretty serious, boy, right there. All right. I got a quick fun fact for you. The word leech comes from the old English word for physicians who used to do bloodletting. They would use leeches. So it kind of got that name. It was a mainstay of treatment for over 2,000 years. That's a long time. Barbers used to act like surgeons in a lot of ways. They did a lot of things. And one of the things they would do was bloodletting. If you saw a barber with the red stripes on the poles that they had, you've seen this. That actually symbolizes bloodletting. So you knew you could get it done there if you wanted it done. Who knew that barbers were multifaceted? So there's approximately 209 million people around the world that are infected with pinworm right now. That's serious. So right now, around the whole entire world, pinworm actually infects 209 million people. A lot of people. I say that because the pinworm is, shall we say, a bit gross. Let me just put this out there for you. It lives mainly in the cecum of the intestine, large intestine. That's just where the small intestine meets the large intestine. So it's right in that beginning little spot, a few inches. So the female worm, she, at nighttime, she migrates from the cecum to your perineum. For those of you who don't know, the perineum is the area between your anus and your private parts. That flat area down there with the skin line that's there, that ridge. So she goes there and then she lays up to 15,000 eggs. So while you're sleeping... This pinworm crawls out of your body, goes to the perineum on the outside, and lays 15,000 eggs in order to spread it. And that's how it can infect a whole house. And people didn't know it for, for a very long time. That, that'll make you think a little bit, won't it? I told you it's going to get gross and get in, in disturbing. Well, that's pretty disturbing. It gets better or worse, however you, however you want to. Okay, there's one called the guinea worm. It grows two to three feet inside your body. It's not real thick. It's, it's, it's not real thick. See, it would be 
It's smaller than an earthworm, okay? Thinner than an earthworm. So it grows two to three feet. And then when it reaches its length, it burrows out of your body to the surface of your skin and creates a blister right there. Then it emerges along with hundreds of thousands of larvae. So you were the host and it lived off you for a while and then it came out and it's coming out and it's bringing its babies with it, okay? The only way to actually get this thing out of your body is every day to keep winding like a stick around it and keep winding and winding and it takes days and weeks to get it out. You can't just pull it out. You have to wait for it to come out and you just keep gathering it on a stick. Yeah, that happens. There's such a thing called an eye worm, just like it sounds, not, not like an iPhone, an eye worm, E-Y-E. So it's a parasitic worm, lives inside of us and other mammals, in our eyes, actually. And then when it, it can actually move around inside your eyeball and you can feel it moving around. And then when it's big enough, you can actually see it. So they can see it when they look inside your eye. Uh, and it lives there for like up to 17 years, which is totally crazy. So you can have it for 17 years. This is wild. Okay. The fact that parasites do all this to us and we just can't see them, don't think about them, just move on. Well, probably should start considering more of these things when you're not healing, like I was saying earlier. But here's one of the more disturbing ones I think I've ever heard. There's this woman and she she had the largest tapeworm they've ever seen in a human. It's actually in September 2001 and doctors had to actually get it out of her body. They had to extract it. It was 37 feet long. Her name was Sally Mae Wallace. And the most disturbing part of that is they had to extract it through her mouth. Okay, man, I'm telling you. For all the men, you might not want to listen to this one, but there's one called the vampire fish. It's, it's called Sirhosa. Anyway, if you're in a stream, pond, river, lake, these kinds of places, it swims up the, uh, yeah, your urethra. And then it shoots out like these sharp spines and lodges itself inside your, yes, your, you know what, once inside the member, it then lives on your blood. And the only way to get it out is the worst surgery you can think of. I know that's a visual that nobody wants to even have in their mind, but there it is. All right, enough about the types that are just, wow, they live on this earth with us and we have to deal with them. Let's talk about some other little tiny facts. How about this one? Those of you who have heard this before, this is nothing new, but I think this is still one of the craziest things. Your mattress, if you have like a fiberfill mattress, not not the foam style, but the other style, you have between 100,000 and 10 million dust mites in your mattress. Yep. Your pillow, if it's more than two years old, 10% of its weight is mite feces, and dead mites. You know when your pillow starts to get a smell? Good indication, time for a different one. Like one that doesn't harbor mite feces and dead mites. Crazy, but uh, you know, you might not know this, but parasites actually have their own parasites. And then those parasites can have parasites too. 
Scientists actually have a name for this. It's actually called hyperparasites. So parasite has a parasite who has a parasite. Things like every living creature on the planet has parasites to some degree. So not only do parasites in you or let's say your animals or your your food on vegetables, on trees, everywhere, insects have them. Their insects are loaded with parasites, wild animals loaded. But it's pretty crazy to think that not only do creatures have the parasites, but parasites have parasites. That's how deep this goes. That should really kind of help you quantify why you need to kind of think about this. It might be why this is why you're not getting you're not getting better with whatever protocol you're using to get better. Okay, you have to kind of think about. What's the role of a parasite? Why did God make it? Why did it make itself? Whatever you want to believe. Technically, you're a host. It's living on you. Okay? So it's stealing nutrients from you. It's also living off your dead tissue, which we'll get into. But the whole point is, since you're made out of 96% just carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen, okay, that's what you are. And when you break it down, 96% of you, their role is to take you back to the dust of the earth. It's when things are dying, parasites live off of that. So when you're not healthy and your tissues aren't healthy and the tissues are dying, they live off of that. So technically the, the downstream is you're dead, you're more dead, you're more dead, they're eating you up. Eventually you're fully dead. Then your body gets fully eaten by parasites and there's nothing left but bones. Okay. These parasites that have been in your body your whole life or 20, 30, 40 years, they're living off all that dead tissue that's been in you that whole time. You don't have dead tissue just because you got old. You have dead tissue all the time. That's your body regenerating itself. When cells die and they don't replicate, they just die, that dead cell or, or many cells making up a tissue area Someone's got to eat it up. It's got to go someplace. So maybe parasites aren't always bad. Would you want dead tissue in your body? Probably not. Probably not a good thing. Guarantee it doesn't smell good. Probably doesn't look good. And it doesn't make you feel well. If you had a plant on your desk and a leaf was dying, you will just pull it off because you know that's not good. If you know anything about plants, that is bad for the plant. So you want to pull it. What if you had an area in your body that was dead tissue. Do you want it still to be there? That's pretty gross just by itself. Here's another fun fact. This one's pretty cool actually when I think about it further, but sometimes we don't think of animals that we see, especially when they're beautiful. You don't look at them and think, oh, they're parasite ridden. You just go, man, what a beautiful animal. Let's pick the lion. Lions have, this is Lions actually have hundreds of different types of parasites eating them right now out there in the wild. There's more stuff eating them than they're eating. You see what I mean? It's that's crazy. But we look we think they are so beautiful and and well if you got up near them and you look under that hair, there are mites and fleas and ticks and chiggers and their skin is just loaded with this stuff. And then they're inside because they're eating animals that have 
and not always the healthiest animal, right? It's the slowest one, probably has parasites killing it, and they eat all that stuff. So they're getting all the eggs inside their body. So now they have this, this balanced state of I'm eating things that have parasites, they're eating me, but we have a homeostasis and we're good. I can live for however long lions live. Now, as far as how parasites will make you do their bidding, all right, they actually, they have chemicals, they can do, they can change your hormones, they can secrete and do secrete tons of mucus. That's actually their protectant. So think of a sinus infection. Sometimes you might think, oh, I got a sinus infection. Is it really a sinus infection? It could be something else. Mucus is their protectant. It's their shell that keeps white blood cells and enzymes from attacking them. So they can just live there as long as they want. But they do have the ability to kind of tell you what to do. Everything from eating foods to sleeping or depression, these kinds of things. They have a wide array of ways to make you unhealthy and make you do what they want. They make up half of all the known species on this planet, yet nobody ever talks about them. Nobody wants to talk about them because they're disgusting, right? But if you really think about it, they're not, are they really that disgusting? Are they? I mean, they don't look good under a microscope. Others don't look bad at all. They're just, they're just plain looking. Why do we just want to not think about them? Yet they cause more harm than most things. They're essential, actually, for life on this planet. Not all parasites are actually bad. They're not the disease, actually, but they can cause disease. And you're the host. So you're feeling the symptoms of the disease that they're causing. You're not feeling the parasite itself. Sort of like you have people staying at your house, and there's that one person who's so annoying and is so disruptive, you just you just want to tell them to leave, that's kind of like a parasite, right? Isn't it? Okay, here's a frightening, <laughs> frightening way to think about how or where you get them. This is just one way now, but this, this, is, this is how they can actually proliferate, all right? So you pass parasites on to other people through a lot of different ways, actually, but especially during one way, the restroom. You don't wash your hands, you then touch the door handle, or you touch the door handle, come out of there, you pick up a salt shaker, you pick up your cell phone, you touch something, anything in the public area, you are now leaving microscopic eggs or larvae, which then someone else touches, and those can pass right through the skin, or it's on the skin, they can't see them because they're microscopic, and then you touch your eye or your nose or something like that, now they're in you. That's how they can proliferate from human to human very easily without seeing them. So not only do they pass through things like your perineum, but they can pass by not washing your hands after using the bathroom. This is why most people don't like public bathrooms. I don't think it's necessarily that there's anything about the public bathroom that is that weird. But everybody instinctually knows there's probably creepy crawlies everywhere and they don't want to touch anything. Well, that's because people don't want to wash their hands after they use the bathroom. So yeah, 
they're going to proliferate. But you can also get them from food. They're on all the food you eat. They're in all the food you eat. You, you'll never, ever completely have clean food. Cooked food, typically you cook things and it'll kill everything. But for all the raw food people, like raw food vegans, are you a vegan if you're eating parasites? Hmm. Are they not living creatures? Sometimes they're large enough that you can absolutely see them. They're not just microscopic. They're right there in your food. All water has it unless it's super clean water. Now, I'm a big proponent. I've always been of distilled water. This is one of the reasons. I will have a water episode. I guarantee you it's coming. I just want to get past these foundationals for you so that you know of all the different ways that you can get sick or die. All the different conditions that you have, whatever you're battling as a human to be healthy. Once these are done, it's coming. I'm telling you, it's coming to the end with that and we'll start getting into more specifics. But the water, it's in water. You know it. Never drink anything besides bottled water if you leave, almost leave the country. Almost. But you know when you can't drink the regular water in, we'll say, third world, second world. The one that's, I think, well, let me say this one first. If you're walking on the ground barefoot, dirt, concrete, it doesn't matter. You're, you're technically, you can pick them up. So just life on earth, feet touching the ground, they come up through your skin on your on the soles of your feet and they enter. Doesn't mean you every time you go out there you're getting them. That's not it. But they can they can get in you that way. Lakes, rivers, ponds, oceans are teeming with the protozoa and worms and all kinds of stuff. You think, wow, this is a clean lake. This looks clean. Nope, it's not. Flies. We don't really think of flies as, as an ectoparasite, but they are. They, they harbor all kinds of issues. And there's only one place in the world where flies don't exist, and that's Antarctica. Cool. So this is what they do once they get in your body, okay? So they get in. They then attach to wherever they want to attach to because they all have their favorite place to go. Then they form what's called a micro colony. It's just a small proliferation of some of these. And then they start forming a matrix. They're just kind of gathered. And then later they start getting in single file line or something like this. Now they become much stronger until they become what's called a biofilm. It's a mature biofilm. They're strong. They're embedded. They're protected by that mucus. Now you're in trouble. They're in there and your immune system can't get to them. Once they do that, they cause all the issues in your body. So let's go through a whole bunch of them. And I'm going to try and go through these quickly or else this episode's going to be four hours long. The one you'll notice first usually is digestive issues of all kinds. And I don't need to name off all those. You know what those are. But I will say the disease digestive issues like irritable bowel syndrome, ulcerative colitis, those kinds of more medical conditions, not just constipation, diarrhea, but the, with the real major ones, very often that's a parasite situation. 
nausea that's actually random and with vomiting. That's not normal either. If you just get nausea from just eating something bad, that's one thing. But if you get nausea and you didn't eat anything weird or it's just out of nowhere and then you're vomiting, that's a sure, sure sign that you've got a parasite in your stomach, maybe in the small intestine, but somewhere in that zone where the body recognizes and says, nope, get me out. Nope, get it out. Anemia, see you have anemia because, and, and other blood issues, because the parasites want your blood. That's one of the things they can live off of. So they're stealing your blood from you and therefore you're anemic. Low oxygen, low iron, etc. Your joints and muscles, so you have inflammation in your joints and in your muscles because, again, they're putting off toxins and these toxins don't feel good. They're stealing your good stuff. Then you don't feel good and you can feel it in the movement areas of your body, joints and muscles. Your eyes, so all kinds of eye problems. You wouldn't necessarily think that you have parasites in your eyes, but there's many of them that, are, that can be in there. And they're usually small. They're not going to be big ones, obviously. They're going to be smaller, but they're there and they can cause all kinds of issues. Dental, that's a big one. We had the oral health episode, if you remember. I didn't really get into too much about the parasites being in your mouth. I talked mostly about your microbiome. That's the good stuff. But Lots of decay, tongue issues, tooth pain, tooth issues. These, or your whole oral cavity, these can be parasitic in, uh, in the mouth. All kinds of skin problems, you name it. Eczema, psoriasis, <laughs> the whole list. You, you've, you've heard of those forever. Now, this one's one of those ones that you might think, that's actually a good thing. No, it's not a good thing. But sudden weight loss or just a lot of weight loss really fast, that's technically malnutrition because they are stealing your nutrition from you. So you start losing weight. That's really bad. Fatigue is usually pretty normal to know. Like if you're just like, man, I feel tired this whole week. I don't understand what's going on. Nothing's changed. Nothing's weird. You might have a parasite or more than just one. Fever and flu symptoms skin rashes that are itchy and blistered. So not just skin problems, but these are actually like rashes that are itchy and blistered. You could be allergic to a whole bunch of stuff. You're thinking, wow, I was never allergic to this or that or multiple things all at once like this. Allergic reactions are definitely side effects of, of parasites. And of course, neurological symptoms because once they're in the brain or they're dealing with anything like in the gut that can affect the brain through hormones and signals in the autonomic nervous system. So you could get sensory issues, confusion, seizures, and the sensory perception is actually known as a black mold kind of a thing where you lose the 3D space. So you're having a hard time seeing depth and height and width in your space. So you may have to grab a chair and walk past it and you can't just see, well, that chair is right here. You're, you're using things to get through your environment because you can't actually create the 3D space. They can do that to you. Cramps from the woman's period. Many times women have gotten rid of 
parasites and their cramps from their period or period issues go away. They just get better and you're and you're you're like what what happened? Well, you were you were parasite ridden. And of course, lymph node enlargement because your lymphatic system is trying to clean this out. It's trying to make mucus, which is what the parasite wants is all the mucus. Uh, you're going to see lymphatic system kick up and store a lot of lymph. That's going to cause more pain, more flu-like symptoms, fatigue, general inflammation. All of that stuff's connected. Unexplained fever is another one. Out of nowhere, just all of a sudden, you got a fever. That's your body kicking into overdrive saying, oh, something's really wrong. Night sweats. You should never have night sweats. Night sweats are absolutely something's going on in your body, and a lot of times it's parasites. You're not supposed to sweat at night. Your autonomic nervous system is shutting down. It's not kicking up. So sleep problems as a whole, yeah, there are many different sleep problems can be affected by parasites, but chronic fatigue syndrome, that's a big one. So people with uh, CFS need to look into many different things, but parasites are definitely cause fatigue syndrome. Itching, <laughs> okay, itching of the anus or the vulva. And again, at night, because the females of some of these parasites exit and lay their eggs outside that area. And then in that area, if you have unknown reason why, you might want to get checked out let's say. If you're never satisfied after eating and you feel like you could eat more and more and you just can't stop, yes, that is definitely parasitic. That's not just you're addicted to carbs or whatever. You're, you're not satiated at all. Definitely a parasite problem. Teeth grinding is one of the ones that, that everybody knows. It's an issue that's more nervous system related so when, when these parasites are affecting your nervous system, teeth grinding is a stress response. You don't, you're not doing it on purpose. It's, it's just doing that. You're clenching your jaw and chewing on your teeth. You're just, that's a disruption and parasites can make that happen. Of course, if you poop out mucus, that's the mucus from the parasites that are in your intestines. And that mucus doesn't just stay there forever. It's, it's got to get recycled so it comes out of you. And it's pretty evident that it's mucus. You would know it. It happens all the time. But here's the thing. There's some parasite infections that can actually help you. There are actual parasites that create an autoimmune response that can actually shut down other disease symptoms you might have. For example, asthma. In the rural areas of Brazil and Vietnam, uh, Africa, places like this, there's all these kids that have no asthma. And the main uh, range is five to nine years old for this kind of weird thing that's going on. And when they figured it out, it was because these kids had a parasite load and that parasite was doing something to the body that was not allowing asthma to occur. Whereas the, the kids that are ages five to nine in first world Asthma is a big problem, and it's and it's rapidly growing, actually. Asthma in children is on a huge incline for the last 15 years. And when they find out the kids that don't have asthma have parasites, and the kids that do have asthma don't, that's a correlation right there. We call that a clue. So they can also, in that autoimmunity, you can have things like intestinal issues, 
shut down. You wouldn't even know you had all these intestinal problems. They've also found multiple sclerosis, actually. Some people don't feel that pain or that discomfort or didn't even know they had it until they got the parasites out and then it showed up. So there's some people that actually believe that you should give parasites to certain people that have conditions like MS. Would you rather have a parasite problem or an MS problem? I'll take the parasite problem if I don't feel it very much. Intestinal issues, many of them have been repaired, especially ulcerative colitis, by just using uh, whipworm, actually. And then once that gets in and it, and it heals up, your autoimmune condition heals up the ulcerative colitis, well, then you go in and you kill the whipworm. Done. Actually, a very famous person did it. They won't say who this person was. It was under confidentiality, but a very, very, very famous person actually did that. Let's get some testimonials, shall we? These are going to be really gross. But I think if you're going to talk about something gross, you might as well have some fun with it, okay? For those of you who like stuff like this that watch gross videos or or just love disgusting things and, and like gore and blood, and you can look at anything. It doesn't bother you. You might actually find it humorous or whatever. Well, I'm going to give you a few of them, okay? Because why not, right? You got all these parasites. Well, how do you get them out? And what happens when they come out? You got to know. Well, I'm about to give you a bunch of them. So there's this one woman who had a worm parasite and it was coming out of her butt. And it's pretty good. And it's a pretty big one. So when she tried to grab it to pull it out, it was too slippery. So she grabbed some toilet paper and grabbed it and then pulled it out and put it on the counter in her, her bathroom counter. It was actually trying to slither away, so it was alive coming out of her. Yeah, it came out of her alive. Yes, you heard me correctly. And it was actually crawling like a snake, slithering. All right. By the way, not all the time when parasites come out are they dead. Sometimes parasites come out and they're actually alive. That obviously would be way more creepy than if it was dead. Another guy was diagnosed with parasites in his brain. They diagnosed it through muscle testing. Went on a protocol for about a year, and then all of a sudden he started expelling these short little worms, about inch and a half, two inches, out of his nose. 10 to 12 every day for 10 to 12 weeks. So if you've never seen any of the videos showing where people are pulling worms out of their nose, obviously it's pretty disgusting, but I want you to take this into consideration. He didn't pull one or two. He pulled 10 to 12 every day for 10 to 12 weeks. How many were in his brain? That's actually 1,000 parasite worms that came out of his nose. That wasn't 10 or five or two. That's 1,000. Wow. So there's another woman who had severe depression and severe anxiety. And for all those of you that have anxiety issues, I know what you're feeling like. I've experienced anxiety before and it's overwhelming. So sometimes it can take over your life and there's nothing you can do. It just shuts you down. Well, this woman, she had it so bad, it was absolutely unbearable. So she cleaned up her diet and started on a parasite cleanse, cleansing for about three days. Um, but three days later, parasite came out. Pretty good size one. I don't know where it came out of, but so her anxiety and depression cleared up about 95% in three days. 
think about the correlation between anxiety and depression and something living inside you. Did you think about that? Yes. That's because what parasites secrete and how they how their physiology works in your body, it can make you depressed and have a lot of anxiety. So it's manipulating your brain. There's this mechanic guy. He would bend over, like a mucus string would come out of his nose. So he would capture it in his hand, which would turn into a ball, like the size of a golf ball, actually. Think about what that would be like. This was normal. He'd get this constantly all the time. He got to the point where he just kind of helped pull it out and it would just form an actual sphere in his hand. <laughs> he was dealing with a lot of sinus issues previous, but eventually that cleared up once they got out of there. So why did it make a sphere? I mean, and the size of a golf ball, why was it not smaller? But why did it make a, a sphere? Why? There's a surfer who was diagnosed through muscle testing again and found he had parasites in his head. Um, of course, he didn't believe that that was the case. Like many people don't understand muscle testing is absolutely powerful. It can diagnose things that even modern diagnostic equipment can't do. Of course, he didn't believe it. He was like, ah, that's, that's nonsense. I don't have any parasites in my brain. Just thinking about that for about a week before he started his regimen of a parasite cleanse, just thinking about that, the next day he felt a hair on his tongue. Now he thought it was a hair because he's got two daughters. Okay. So he grabs the hair off his tongue and pulls out a 12 inch long thin worm out of his mouth which made him violently sick. So he goes to the bathroom and he's pukes and he's vomiting out two more of them just by thinking that they could be in his head. It changed his physiology, freaked him out, and that thing came out the next day. That's the power of thought. Many people, they've got parasites. They're, they're moving in the body. They go up and down and all over the place. There's people that feel them go, when they lay down, especially at night. They can feel them go from like their head all the way down to their feet. Because you're not a closed up space. You've got lots of fluids and, and areas that these things can travel down the lymphatic system and come out of the lymph. They burrow out of the lymph or out of veins and into the regular part of the body and get back in that way, they travel. And there's a lot of people that can feel them actually in their legs. That's the main area. But you can actually see tracks in your skin too. Do they technically crawl? What would that transportation actually be if they were, you know, a worm? How does that? Anyway, but they can feel them, right? So there's this woman. She could feel them going up and down her body every single day. And she had been expelling a bunch of these for a little while. Then went on a protocol. Also went on the carnivore diet, just beef, salt, and water. Three days later, she pooped out a three-foot-long worm, the diameter of like a quarter. So I'm sure that that one probably wasn't making its way up and down the body, but it could because if you've ever seen these worm-type parasites, they're not they're not strong or like a like a snake. They're actually they're really pliable and squishy. They're super soft because they're mostly mucus inside of them and fluid. They're not, they're not muscular, so to speak. So yeah, there's, man, the, the, the stories and testimonies of people pulling 
six inch long worms out of their nose and their ears and their throat. There's parasites that come out through your skin. Flukes, they're called. Those can come out through your skin. A lot of times they'll come out through your back. Little red worms, these really thin red worms can come out of your skin. So when you make the environment in your body inhospitable to their what they want, then they got to get out because they know they're going to die. And that's why you're going to see them come out. And that's the whole point. Get them out because they you don't want them living in you. Cause all those problems I listed plus many, many more. And they're constantly finding new ones. They're constantly finding new conditions. They're constantly finding uh, weird symptoms and diseases associated with these things. You want to make sure that you're careful with what you eat a little bit. And um, I'm sorry, vegans, but especially raw vegan, you're getting more parasites than you can possibly imagine. And no, meat does not have more parasites than vegetables. Sorry that was so disturbing, but it's definitely one of the ways you get sick. It's more common than you might think. If you're wondering if you have any form of parasite, well, yep, you do. If you're alive, you have them. There's no way around it. Every living thing has them. You can't get away from them. They're part of you. What you don't want is for them to be in high concentrations in your body or having little ones in low concentration that can cause a bunch of problems like Giardia. You want to address these. And by the way, one of the best things you can do is be as healthy as possible. Remember, they live on dying tissue. That's their main food. Don't give them dying tissue. Be healthy. Do good things. Don't make it hospitable. These foundational episodes, I'm not giving you ways to solve these issues just yet because some of these things are very difficult to get out of the body or treat. In doing so, you can really, really feel terrible. And because of that, I'm not going to tell you just yet how to rid yourself of parasites or toxins or any number of things. That's for later. And also, when you're dealing with a major health condition from any of these situations, you really need to be dealing with a professional. A real naturopath will be able to help you with all of this. I have people that I follow and I like that I would obviously send you to if you live local. Some of them even do over the internet, but really need to be in person. The other thing is your situation might need more concise protocols. You're not going to get those precise protocols from just anybody. So that's just my quick disclaimer. Just so you know, I want you to feel great. Being with a professional naturopath is going to be the best way to make you feel good. All right, that's it for this episode. Sorry to scare you, but maybe the next one won't be this freaky. All right, take care. If you want to contact me, my info is in the description box. Feel free to ask a question or suggest a topic, maybe some feedback, whatever. I look at every email and every comment, but please be constructive. I will not tolerate spam or rudeness or lewd comments. This is a place for healing and knowledge, not a negative space. If you want to read the transcript, 
it will be located on my website for each episode. It is therealityofhealth.com.